Listener Production. A pinch and a punch for the first of the month. How old are you, like 10? It's Matt and Alex all day breakfast. Tell you what, bad day to be a famous painting. (laughs) Why? Well, did you hear what happened to the Mona Lisa? Oh, that's right. Let them eat cake. Not just a music festival in Australia. Well, yeah. I mean, the 36-year-old man arrested, placed in psychiatric care after he smeared the Mona Lisa with cake um, in a protest, uh, apparently um, for artists not using their abilities to do enough for the planet. For having a crack at artists. Yeah, I, I know. I know. I mean, it's, it's... I don't get it either. But look, he was dressed up as an old lady. An elderly woman mm. in a wheelchair and he had a wig on and he was wearing lipstick and then he jumped out of the wheelchair, starts trying to smash the protective glass and then smears the surface of it with dessert. Oh, my goodness. Well, um, our producer, Bron, is overseas and I saw she put up a photo of the Mona Lisa maybe there at the time. Oh, my god! Would gosh. have just missed the cake gate. Poor, I mean, the Mona Lisa is probably, to be fair, is probably starving. She's been on that wall for ages. For sure. Do we know what, what the cake jump. was? Was it something from the Australian Women's Weekly Cake Book? I tell you what, it looks creamy. Mm. It looks quite delicious, if I had to take a guess. So I'd say possibly a creamy sponge. So anyways, thank you. Hope you're well. Don't cake us. <laughs> We're just two podcasters trying to do our bit for the planet as well, Alex Dyson, you know. Good for the planet, good for your ears. Well, today on the show, we've got an artist joining us who we wouldn't slam a cake on. We'd give a cake too because she's the absolute best. She sounds a little bit like this. That's right, it is Thelma Plum going to be joining us uh, to have a chat about brand new music, which is uh, always a really great day, Matt, when there's some new music from Thelma Plum. Well, look, let's blow out the candles, let's cut this cake and let's get stuck right in. This is Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. This is just the start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. Well, Alex Dyson, age really catches up to you sometimes, doesn't it? Really catches up to you. And when it catches you, it usually slaps you across the face with a cold, wet salmon. I am a bloody sloth. Walking along, and age is a very agile cheater, right? It is no contest. <laughs> it just laps you. It's doing laps around me. I mean, it's also good for knowledge, though, right? Imparting that knowledge onto other people. Was, that's the beautiful thing about having a child, Alex Dyson. You get to craft and form their opinions, uh, <laughs> you know, of the world. Yeah, which is what you, you know, want to do, isn't it? Informing them. You're like a uh, little, There's a word for that. Indoctrinate. Exactly. I was going to say, you you turn into a little one-man propaganda machine. (laughs) He is the footy jumper of the team you'll support the rest of your life. Yeah. Oh, we don't do things like that. You know, we do things like this. So anyways, but no, look, uh, all jokes aside, it's really nice to, you know, talk about old times, I guess, Mm -hmm. um, with with your daughter. And she's very much at a why is that and tell me more about that kind of stage. She's three years old. And so my partner and I got into a conversation about sports carnivals. Belinda was saying, you know, mum was in the red team. What were you in? And I said, oh, you know, I was in the blue team. And we started doing war cries. <laughs> yeah, you know, the team for... war cries, yeah. So we, we, what, 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 because I was in Oxley, which was red, mm. right, in primary school. What was yours? I'm in school. I was in Cook, but we didn't have a war yeah. cry. But see, Cook was green in our school. What was it in your school? Red. Yeah, right. Anyway, I mean, all very colonial yeah. stuff back in the- back. In, I think they've <laughs> changed in- it to First Nations language with yeah, now, which yeah. is probably a bit which more is appropriate. For, yeah, for the you know the right set. Anyways, 
what happened was I'm talking to Sophia going, so you'd sing war cries, you know, and you'd say like, we got the spirit. Yes, we do. We got the spirit. How about you? And I lifted my arms up and I pointed across to Belinda as if to, but I tweaked my shoulder and I was like, ah, oh, and that sat me out for the rest of dinner. I was like, no, my shoulder. Right, I went swimming the next day. I couldn't swim because I couldn't do the, the whole over and I just thought, how did I war cry myself into injury now? Yeah. No, it's a pretty lame injury right so there. Pathetic. A thirty. What are you? Thirty six now. A thirty six year old year school old man at the dinner table going ah because ah, I we got the spirited too hard. That's it. So we did <laughs> chuck the call out. What's the uh, lamest way you've injured yourself? Alex is on the line. G'day, Alex. G'day, boys. How are we doing? Good, thanks, Alex. Now, um, how did your injury happen? Yeah, so I was working on a site and I was uh, walking around the back of this this uh, person's house. And I banged my knee on a garden tap. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They st- they stick up in the most random places, don't they? Yeah, right on the nerve. Anyway, so I get my measurements, and the next minute I wake up. I've I've apparently knocked myself unconscious. There's this lady standing over me, going, "You all right? Call up, call the ambulance." And I'm going, "What the hell's going on here?" So they, I've somehow been unconscious for ten minutes. So they take me to the hospital. Wait, so, wait. for bumping your knee. Yeah, for bumping my knee. On the so tap. You and knocked you your ass yourself out by hitting your <laughs> yeah. knee on a tap. Is that even yeah. possible? Oh, apparently so, boys. Apparently so. Wow. So, yeah, I get to the hospital and they do a few tests on me and then the doctor goes, "It's probably you've probably just got a really low pain threshold. You're probably just oh. a delicate little flower. Oh, oh, my gosh. Alex, I'm so sorry. So just the pain was so overwhelming that you fainted rather than you've knocked yourself out. Yeah, that's that was the doctor's explanation because they had nothing else really. Oh well, look. I mean, you're not in. Uh, you're not in solo company in some of these uh, very funny um, injuries. Jacinta said, "I sneezed while standing in front of my wardrobe and headbutted the shelf." Uh, that's a bit of an ouch. Uh, Jeffels said, "Tore the tendon in my finger making my bed." Um, Nathan said, "Chopped my fingernail in half trying to feel if the electric saw was cutting through some timber." <laughs> Stupid. That's literally what he said. <laughs> oh, is this cutting anything? Oh no. Uh, oh. So there's a fair few. So uh, yeah. thank you very much for that, Alex. We've also got Carrie on the line. Carrie, what happened when you were trying to impress someone? Um, yes, I was a kid when this happened and I was just playing in a playground with a few of my friends and this boy called Michael that I had a big old crush on. And um, I thought that to impress him and get him to notice me. I'd show him how good I was on the monkey bars. Oh, well, isn't the monkey bars <laughs> just a big aphrodisiac in primary school? <laughs> yeah, sure is. <laughs> so um, how did you go? For, you know, you, you, you jump up there, you're hanging from the bars. What happened? Well, no, I told him that I was so good that I could jump all the way from the starting platform to the second last monkey bar. Oh, no. <laughs> that would have turned my head. <laughs> I had a girl said that to me in primary school. Yeah, I made him watch me do it and I launched myself <laughs> off the starting platform, sailed straight past the second last monkey bar and straight into the landing platform at the end. Oh. Split my head open, blood everywhere, Michael oh. legged it and I ended up with 15 stitches. 15? Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh. And is the scar still there? It is, yeah. It's a daily reminder of my <laughs> stupidity, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Is it that thing you get to say, and now we've been together for 15 years or something like that? Is that <laughs> yeah, like the is that wedding the story? Of the story? Or? Um, 
He actually moved towns pretty quickly after that, so I'm not sure if I had something to do with it. But <laughs> well, yeah. he, he jumped a few towns over, skipped a couple on the way <laughs> yeah, just to make sure he had a, a good amount of distance. Well, thank you very much, Carrie. That's very kind of you for calling in. Thanks. And if you've ever got anything that you can relate to on our show, please hit us up at matt.and.alex. This is All Day Breakfast. All Day Breakfast. Yeah. Well, Alex Dyson, it's the same old story, isn't it? There's someone who's selling something ridiculous for lots of money. Um, is this something that you will be driving a long way to pick up from Facebook no, Marketplace? No, it's is not this... a Facebook Marketplace thing. <laughs> because that would be the same old story. Although someone did send me a um, like a link to a sex swing that someone was selling on Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> and I tell you what, it, it got me shook, man. You know why? Because I always buy my sex swings new. Never pick up a used sex swing. <laughs> I don't want to kink shame anyone. You do you. All I'm saying is if you're going to on-sell mm. your stuff, at least clean up the background a little bit. Anyways, do I say actress? Star, star, reality TV star, Steph Maddow, 31 years old from Connecticut, retired from selling her farts in jars um, <laughs> because apparently she claimed, this is according to news.com.au, um, claimed the forcing out excess gas gave her heart attack symptoms. Oh. Landing her in hospital in January. So she went on to a new product and that's selling her boob sweat <laughs> in jars. You see, because much like other industries, you know, Australia-wide industries, the gas industry is getting phased out because it is a non-renewable <laughs> thing. Too much damage to the planet. <laughs> And we're going for renewable resources, much like wind, solar, and boob sweat. Booby sweat. Well, that's it. And so Steph is now, it takes her 15 minutes to collect a little jar together. Um, she's apparently on a good day, can uh, fill 10 bottles of the like sweat jars. How big's a bottle? It's like a, um, it's just a little jar. Okay. Like a vial? Yeah, kind of. That's how much. But it's not, I think she sells that then in jars. Anyway, she can sell approximately 10 a day, 700 a pop. So we're looking at $7,000 a day. 700 bucks for some boob sweat. Yeah. Don't ask me what people do with it afterwards. Uh, I don't know whether you just sort of, you know, bottoms up if you're shotting it or whether you're like, you know, dipping your finger and using it as like a pheromones thing. I don't know. Or just like in the old days, remember like, remember bottles of coloured sand that just would sit around? <laughs> Remember that? Yes. Those and dancing Coke bottles, uh, they're nowhere near as popular as they used to be. So then I just Googled, woman gets paid blank a day for blank. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, Ever the researcher, Matt O'Kine. <laughs> um, and actually it didn't, it didn't come up with a woman in the results, the top result that I saw. It was a man. Okay. And he runs a business. His name is... Robert Samuel, he's 46 years old, lives in New York, and he runs a business in which it's called Line Dudes. And the picture that The Guardian has put of him is in a little one-person tent with a little seat in it, and he has been a professional line sitter. What do you mean, line sitter? Well, he sits in queues for people. Oh. He said that Hamilton was the thing that really broke his career. Like, that was his breakout year when Hamilton was on and there were that many people who wanted tickets. To Hamilton, so he started hanging, it's like, you know, lining up for Hamilton. So transfer me the money for the tickets and my fee for sitting in line and I'll sit in line and get them for you. Exactly. So resale tickets online were $15,000 or more, but his methods meant you could get the last minute seats, people dropping uh, out, yeah. you know, right, right in the morning of the show, that kind of thing. 
And sometimes he says the wait was for maybe five days, um, but we were charging $5,000 to get you two tickets. Oh, my goodness. So I was like, okay, this is a pretty wild thing. So this guy can make up to $80,000 a year, and he's got workers and everything like that. Oh, but so then, he has line staff. Yeah, yeah, he's got other people. He's got other people who are doing it. So he's running a Q empire, <laughs> all right? But one of the things, this is what really stood out, because, I mean, obviously, okay, so here's one. Here's some of the examples. Um, when the cronut was blowing up at a lady called Dominic Ansell's right. bakery, uh, people wanted that day's batch. They needed that yep. day's batch. So get Samuel, sit in get the line. Get Omega Watches had this huge watch. You could only get it from mm-hmm. certain stores. Who was in line? Samuel. The all-day breakfast robe on the phone, people waiting for days. Well, that's to it, get that. at Bell's Hotel. Yeah. People <laughs> needing the, the freshest fairy schnitz. What really stood out for this one, right? So this is, how about this? One of the most interesting roles that he's had, okay, in 2018, Samuel, professional waiter. He's just, he waits, right? Right, okay, it's a bit confusing, but yep. Hired by the artist. <laughs> you imagine that job interview. So it says you've been a waiter for eight years. Yeah, I'm great at it. <laughs> Hands the tray of glasses. Whoa, 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 I've never had to do this before. An artist, David Bronion and Stephanie Rowland, hired Samuel for a show. It's called Until Then. And it's an exploration of attitudes towards euthanasia. Okay? Right. Now, the artist finds Samuel online. They place him in a church, an 11th century church in France. And he sits in the church. For the period of time between when an unnamed patient in Belgium has informed their doctors that they wanted to die, for then the process to unfold. Right. And eventually, 26 days later, die. At which point, Samuel stood up and walked out of the church. And he says he still cries about when he thinks about oh that job because he was just he just had to sit there and just wait. Oh so he goodness. knew from the moment that it happened, he was like, "Well, now I'm literally waiting for yeah. somebody to die. That is my that's my job." And he went from a line waiter to an artist. Those str- skills were transferable. Yeah, which normally you'd go from an artist to a waiter. <laughs> <laughs> Most actors in LA are, yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So anyways, look, if you've got any other weird jobs, like what have you been paid to do? Let yeah. us know. Well, we interviewed that incredible guy who would stand up at people's funerals and call out people who were attending the funeral Oh, that's right. for the little unscrupulous things they'd done. Like, like say, this is what the dead person always wanted to tell you. Yeah. But, you know, now what are you gone. doing here? Get out. <laughs> he doesn't want you here. <laughs> So there's some interesting ones. So yeah, yeah. let us know. If you've got a different job, uh, one that we might not have ever heard of or thought of, then let us know at matt.n.alex on Instagram. But other than that, hope you're enjoying your day. Everybody wants to be a pickle jar hero. Oops. All right, it's time to welcome one of our favourite people to All Day Breakfast right now. Songwriter, musician, with a new single called Backseat of My Mind. It sounds a little bit like this. It's the one, the only, Thelma Plum. Hello, good day. how are you going? Oh, we're great, thank you. And look, I, I read that you set out to write, you know, a, a beautiful, nostalgic driving song. Um, I'm intrigued. Are you? Do you drive? Who told you this? 
What do you mean? Where did you find this out? Who told you? No, um, I don't drive. I just, I don't. I know. You don't drive? Have you, have you got a license? Have you ever tried? To get your L plates? <laughs> just for the for the sake of the podcast, uh, Thelma is shaking Maybe her like head. Aaron, get them to cut this interview. <laughs> cut it now. Um, no, I don't. Do you know what? I just haven't. I'm too anxious. Mm. I, I just feel like my ADHD brain will just can't cope with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would... I would harm someone on the road. Well, that's conscientious of you. Yeah, that's a polite thing. I mean, there's a lot of people out there who are nowhere near <laughs> as thoughtful as you. I can just no, show you. I couldn't do it. I would literally be like, I don't know. I just wouldn't. I I fear that if something was to happen, I'd just put my hands up and my feet up off the pedal. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> mm. Well, let's. Yeah. we better go through some um, Thelma Plum transport options then. Do you cycle, bike rider? Okay, um, I do, but not not well. Like mm. I couldn't. But do you know what? I've actually got my own form of transport that you guys might actually like. If you don't <gasps> mind me showing you a photo right now, yeah, please. Oh my gosh, I'd love to see it. So you guys actually don't know what I'm going to show you. No, we don't. You're surprising no. us <laughs> like, with this. Oh my god. Um, so when I was in Sydney, like a couple of weeks ago, I was here for Fashion Week, um, and my cousin Matthew, my favourite human in the whole wide world, um, he came to pick me up from my fancy hotel that I was staying in, and he came to pick me up in his X Trail in his car, and um, this was the uh, sticker. You're joking. <laughs> this was the sticker on Are his car. Are you kidding me? No, no, I, no, I'm not. And not only that, it's on both sides and it's also the back, like the, the full drive or whatever the thing is at the back, I mean, literally not knowing anything about cars, but the thing at the back. People are going to think that we teared you up so, on this and we have not, I had no idea. You're listening to All Day Breakfast right now, probably wondering what photo Thelma has shown us. She has shown us a photo of an X-Trail with on the side the Matt and Alex Bomb Squad street team signage. Shout outs to Matthew, key member of the Bomb Squad team. And um, did you feel like a real G riding around in uh, Sydney like that, Thelma? I mean, first of all, I was literally like, what? Because, you know, he was like, I'll come pick you up, Kelly. Don't worry about it. He's just an angel. And um, because, you know, yeah, I couldn't drive. So he's like, don't worry, I'll come give you a ride. Um, and and he rocked up. Did you think it was a stitch up? Is this punk? Like where where are they? <laughs> yeah, and it was after having to sit in a car uh, branded like that. Thelma went and booked in her license there. It's like enough yeah. of this. I've got to get my own wheels. It was then and there. I was like, I cannot be doing to- that. Oh, I can't believe that we yeah. dropped you at Fashion Week. That's so oh, unfortunate yeah. for you. Like, the, the most unfashionable people in I Australia. Mean, he's driving around like that all the time. Mm. Good on him. That's what the Bomb Squad's all about. So shout outs to him. That's excellent. Well, thank you, Thelma. That's, that, that's really yeah. lifted our. That's lifted my morning. Thank you very much. Oh, mine hey. too. Um, because this new song's brilliant, Thelma. Backseat of my mind. You know when a song hits you and you're like, I thought I got punked. It's like, is Thelma Plum writing this song about me? Like, it's the situation <laughs> you're going through. What was what was happening in your world when you were putting the lyrics to this together? Because I guess, like all art, it could be applied to different yeah. situations. But um, how how did you go about writing it? I mean, so I wrote. I had written a lot of music, like at the start of the pandemic, start of 2020, in London. Um, but then I had to come home. Got COVID. All of these, you know, awful things happened and. Um, when I was in lockdown in Brisbane, um, I just started writing all of this music and I really did, I didn't mean to, um, cause you know, the music I was going to release was going to be the music I wrote in London. Um, but I feel like, you know, over the pandemic, like we all changed, um, like a lot changed. So I just felt like, I don't know, I needed to write, um, something that felt a little bit more relevant, um, mm. 
And I know I was feeling really nostalgic. Like I think something that I had learnt throughout this whole, yeah, pen- oh, it's ongoing, still ongoing pandemic, but, um, you know, was, I don't know, just like the things that mattered to me, which is music, my family, my friends, and um, just like reflecting a lot on that and just feeling mm. very nostalgic, very grateful and driving, obviously. <laughs> is there a song that's hit you over the years, Thelma, and you're like, oh my goodness, these lyrics are so specific that I would apply it to my own own life. So this person has written this song. Yes. Um, Phoebe Bridges, Motion Sickness. When I heard oh, that yep. for the first time, I felt like that um, was, and that was the first time in age, it feels, you really feel something when you resonate with a song. It's mm. like, yeah, and that Motion Sickness did that for me, for sure. Oh, amazing. And look, you mentioned that you're the COVID, uh, you know, you were, you were one of the OG COVID catches. It's, isn't it, isn't it different? It's changed, hasn't it, compared to what you went through? to now is it weird do you look back on it have you had it a second time yet I mean I have had it a second time yeah oh wow I know if I get it again it's like leave me alone (laughs) (laughs) clinger much (laughs) um but yeah look the first time I had it it was just I mean it sucked and Mm. I wasn't vaccinated and it was like pretty gnarly and I was talking about this just earlier but yeah, it was just it was just not a nice time. It was mm. in a hospital. Peter Dutton was next door with it. In the same hospital. Yeah, it was awful. And did you go to hospital? And now you're both back, you- Thelma Plum with a new single and Peter Dutton with a new <laughs> leadership. <laughs> How, what? Anyway. What else? What other topics will we be covering? Because you had such a great spread on your last album, which did so well. What about this time around? Do you get delving into some interesting new territory that uh Plum fans? Plumbers? What are your fans called? Oh, I don't, I don't have that. Hummingbirds? Humming? What is was that? Plumbing birds? Are there plumber? Plumbing are there plumber birds, birds or something like that? Plumbers? I don't think I'm allowed to do that though. Like, am I allowed yeah, to? Yeah, it needs say, to be people like us. What I'll call you from now on. It needs mm. to be really zany people like us who comes yeah. up with that kind of thing. You guys, yeah. All right. Well, how about we organise it? And so, if you yep. are heading along to Thelma Plum's shows, which are happening at the Torquay Hotel on the third of June, tenth of June, King's Cliff- out there. Is that, um, does that work? Stone fruits. <laughs> plum. Oh, yeah, uh, plum, you know. Or okay, the fine. Townsville Tropic Sounds with Lime Cody R, which will be a yeah. uh, massive show. There's some great boys on the 11th of June as well. If you're heading along, yeah, feel free to wear a T-shirt with what you believe Thelma Plum's fans should be called collectively, yeah. the collective noun. Competition. Mm. Well, thank you so much, Thelma. Thank you for releasing brand new music. Um, Backseat in my mind, it's a really beautiful song and it's so exciting that you're also an inductee of Matt and Alex's Bomb Squad. So thank you (laughs) for representing us uh, around Sydney Fashion Week. I'm going to send you that photo. I'm going to send you that photo. Please do. That would be awesome. Thanks so so much, Thelma. But Thelma, thank you so much. Best of luck with all the shows. Thank you, guys. Bye. I smell toast. Well, look, that brings us to the end of All Day Breakfast for today. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Please keep in touch with us on Instagram at matt.n.alex or mattandalex.com.au. Bye-bye. That's it. The All Day Breakfast kitchen is closed. Got something to add to the show? Slide into our DMs at matt.n.alex. Listener.